Good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. Got an interesting quote for us today that I think is something that we've hinted at a little oh. bit. Well, you know, that'll be a refreshing change from you. Wow. Well, just straight in with the digs. Like, Mashi, well, literally, I know it's the start of your day. You actually woke up and chose violence. I appreciate that. I mean, I just uh, like that you start, you open the podcast. Like, I have an interesting quote for you today. Yeah, for a change well, of pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Geez, what, what's everything else been? These are those have been phone ins. This one I care about. Um, it's one you're, you're presumably familiar with, which is it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent. It is the one most adaptable to change, which is a Charles Darwin quote, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it's one of the ones that is attributed to Darwin. Uh, it's kind of just a rewording of survival of the fittest. But anyway, I want to talk about the value of adaptability over intelligence, strength, knowledge, experience, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think the first thing to really isolate here is we, when we have definitions like strength, mm-hmm. intelligence, adaptability, we have to necessarily, for purposes of a conversation like this, separate them. There's this way that we like to conflate things where we go, well, you know, Dennis, true strength is being humble and then being able to adapt. Or true intelligence is understanding how important adaptability is. (laughs) So let's just throw that all aside. When I say strength, then let's say, let's let's break it down to something like technical ability, um, person ability, uh, experience, and then adaptability. Off the top of my head, those I think are four pillars that you need to have some cachet in to have success in a career. Would you agree with those as broad categories? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of this quote, and the thing I want to talk about today, is that there are many times when maxing out your adaptability will serve you better than any amount of experience, any amount of technical ability, or any amount of charm. Yes. Uh, And those are most commonly, you know, when companies go through big changes, uh, you know, be that, you know, staffing changes, or even just like directional changes or pivots. For example, when you and I, at the start of 2020, went from working at an events company that ran 60 events a year around the world to working for an events company that ran zero events anywhere. <laughs> and That's that not was true. All... We ran some digital events. Well, well no, because there was a couple of weeks where we hadn't invented those yet. So there was That's a while. <laughs> that was the adaptability stage, right? Mm-hmm. Getting into scrum rooms and being like, all right, what can we do? What heck can we stick and move and picking a new direction and kind of a little bit what we talked about before, where you know, what direction necessarily pick doesn't matter so much as picking one and just rowing in it. I also, and this is your quote, and I need you to rein me in. If now I'm conflating or if I go too crazy with it or too far afield, adaptability belies a certain mindset. And I already mentioned it when I said humility. When we want to adapt, there's like two occasions. One, we've encountered failure. And we need mm-hmm. to adapt or two, we see an opportunity mm-hmm. and we want to adapt. Both of these require changing our course of action, requiring our um, a change in our course of action means that we are critically engaging with what we have been doing and where we are and saying to ourselves, this ain't it chief. We need right. to move. If there's a change coming, it means that almost by definition, the path you're on right now is not the correct one for the situation. No, I mean, it, it can be less correct. There can be, sure. a, all roads lead to Rome. It's a, It can be but, a gradient. I understand that. Right. So, but what I think is important is thinking about those two separately, because when we encounter failure, a lot of times, and we've talked about this, it's like, let's just, hey, let's buckle down. Let's get our head down. Let's do the exact same thing we're course, doing. Yeah. Let, 
Yeah, let's keep running our head into the same wall. That's completely unwise and that's going to get you nowhere. And that's either driven by fear that you don't know what to do or the sense of like um, cockiness or call it hubris if you've already had success that says we're going to get through it doing what we've already done. And again, you don't have humility. You don't have this idea that it's time to cut bait and change. And so I think that mindset's really important when we talk about adaptability. Likewise, when you have something really good and you see something, a different opportunity come. And I'll use the business I work at mm-hmm. as a as a because one of the one of the most adaptable entrepreneurs I know is John Sasso. And when you lay it out, his father had a business doing sports cards and sports memorabilia in the 90s that collapsed mm-hmm. junk wax era. One day, a guy from their distributor comes by and says, hey, I've got this new game. He had a box of legends and magic started. Boom, 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 boom. And became a gaming company. But he didn't stop there, right? He read an article, a very tragic article about some people getting trampled in the Tokyo Dome for this new game called Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And immediately started fighting. And this is, keep in mind, this is still the the late, mid to late 90s. When before the rise of the internet, he adapted. He magic was doing really, really well. He was making a lot of money. He started contacting people in Japan, which I know sounds really easy now. It wasn't the time was not yeah to import Japanese Pokemon in the U.S. before anyone else had it. Before Wizards even had locked down the license. Okay, so he had all that, and then all of a sudden he heard about this wild fad called Beanie Babies, and he set up distribution for Beanie Babies, and and he wasn't. He wasn't struggling like, oh, no, Pokemon's declining. Magic's declining. Both of these are on the upswing. On the opportunity side of things, not on the failure side of things. Exactly. So that adaptability, that mindset, staying hungry, and you've heard me say that a million times. That'd be Mike Namashi quote, right? Stay hungry um, is super important because staying hungry means you're, you're not getting complacent. And that also leads to adaptability. You're letting the market come to you the other side of that though is knowing when is knowing that sometimes those are not going to hit because for every beanie babies there's a scooters right where you guys suddenly go into custom like razor scooters for a long time and they're really like they were expensive inventory that took up a lot of space and nobody bought them john did those too that's what i mean you got to accept that there will be some razors for every beanie babies it's very easy to look back and go oh he was early on beanie babies early on pokemon Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's plenty of things that he was early on that didn't pan out but the ability to leverage something and risk something that's part of adaptability too something that i wanted to talk about is there's a we talk about how important adaptability is but there's a, there's a sort of subset of that which is the ability to make a big decision or adjust course with relatively little information so i think it can be damaging if you're moving towards a goal and you get a headwind or something comes from the side or a new opportunity presents itself to tear everything down and define it again from first principles and decide what your new course is, especially if that course is only going to be a degree or two off, right? The ability to make that gut decision quickly and adapt, that's true adaptability. Adaptability at scale and at speed, I think, is is where you want to be. We touched on this a bit as well with um, everyone's got a plan until they get punched Mm -hmm. in the mouth. And that's just your plan has to change. You have to be adaptable there. Your goal shouldn't. 
Right. You, need, you need to always be critically analyzing what your goal is in the situation. And don't give me maximizing profits, returning the most to shareholders. Okay, I get it. We're in business. But there's other goals that are far. And they're not even that super granular. They're just more specific than that. Be and the I best. That, be in, I mean, for, for superstars back in the day, it might have been be the best card store in California. Right. And then it be might be the best card store in California. Yeah. You know, be the best store for Kid stuff, whether it's razors, beanie babies, Pokemon, magic, whatever video he did video games for a while, right? So that goal, it can change. I think the core, the nub of it should really be by degrees. It should mm-hmm. not be because at the point when you're cutting from whole cloth, you need to create a new business. But you also can't adapt- afford every time an opportunity or failure comes along, time-wise. To go break things down and go, okay, what are we doing? What's it? You can't afford to do that every time. Like, because well, if we, and especially working with somebody like John Sasso, I would often say there could come a morning where John would wake up and go, hey, Dennis, magic's cool and all. I just got a really good deal on a bunch of elephants. So we're opening a traveling circus now. And I'd have, and I knew that that was a possibility. And I'd have to be like, all right, cool. I'll do some research on where we can buy big tops. That's fine. Yeah. No problem. Part of adaptability, though, and, and I want to caution everybody here. Isn't you do everything. You still have to be discerning. You still have to apply the knowledge, the expertise, the experience that you have and bring it to the table to understand when to zig, when to zag, and when to stay the course. Because one of the other things is the idea that adaptability means change. It can mean you take all the inputs in and you go, no, Dennis, we got it. I do think we need to keep doing this. I've critically engaged with it. And here's why I think that way. Um, no choice is a choice too, right? Like, no, right. I, look, Beanie Babies sound cool. We're not in a position where we think it makes sense. There may come a time when we regret that decision. There may come a time when we're like, God, I can't believe we were considered stocking Beanie Babies. But what we think it makes most sense right now is to not get into it and focus on this. That's okay. Well, and so I, I'm focusing right now on live selling, particularly with sports cards mm-hmm. and gaming cards, right? That market is crashing. It's going so down. And I'm still spending six days a week doing it. It's a conscious decision. And why? If I can build audience share at break even when the market is troughing, where am I going to be when it peaks? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to be when it goes back up and the, the herd has thinned <laughs> and there's more opportunity, right? You make um, a conscious Tony decision Robbins, to hold and foster and it's a long-term play and that's okay. And grind it out. Tony Robbins talks a, about, talks a lot about finding success in winter, making it through winter. If you can make it through winter, there's always a spring coming. Mm-hmm. And it may be a year from now, maybe two years from now. But if you survive the winter and you grow during the winter, spring is going to be incredible for you. And that's something that I always focus on. <clears throat> but the key with adaptability to me is the mindset, the mind, the humility the idea that you don't have it all solved, that you can make those changes, that you're open to making those changes. The other part of adaptability that I think is really, really important is really understanding you personally don't have the answers. So if we get into the elephant business, we're going to find someone, whether it's a hire or a consult and go to them and say, what do we do? No ego. I mean, you know this more than anyone working with me, Dennis for those who don't know, an incredibly highly educated marketing professional who teaches at multiple universities had to work under me and all I got a law degree. 
It was weird where we we get into the discussions about this. I'm like, okay, this, 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 and this. And you'd be like, cool, cool. I don't know what any of that is, but I trust you. And if anybody asks, I'll back you up. And I was like, all right, great. No problem. That's fine. Right. And I think that's, you know, that's hopefully good management, but it's also understanding your limits, Mm -hmm. you know, and understanding okay, I don't have the expertise here. And I do think there's some adaptability there where- For sure, knowing your limits I, and knowing your strengths are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And, and, and finding other people that you can trust that have those strengths and letting them do what they need to do. Letting them make calls. Letting, and now it's like letting them take risks, always knowing, hey, don't worry about this. If this fails, it's on me. If it mm-hmm. succeeds, it's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those are- all the things you need in a healthy organization to be adaptable. You have to have a growth mindset. You have to be humble and you have to stay hungry. You have to look for the opportunities, critically engage with them. Understand, by the way, that sometimes there's great opportunities you can't take advantage of because it's not the right time. The company's not in the right place. You're not in the right place. The finances aren't there. Take it as a lesson to shore up whatever it is that's preventing you from taking advantage of what you think that good opportunity is. So the next one you can take, that's also part of it. Right. But the key is never having a mindset, in my opinion, where you have it all figured out, you know, what's going on and you don't want to change. You're like, no, you know, this is, this is what we do. We're going to keep doing this. You know, there's that story about the Netflix guys going into blockbuster and pitching on, on it. On on video streaming. Yeah. Yeah. They get laughed out of the boardroom. Didn't work out so well. Well, right. Netflix isn't doing amazingly right now either, but that's just because everybody decided to do what Netflix does. We can talk well, about exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, when you're when you're a leader, you know, and that's part of const- constantly trying to innovate, mm-hmm. constantly staying hungry, doing the next thing. Now that all of a sudden Disney comes in, is like, we're going to do what you do, but we're going to buy all the best IPs out there, like Doctor Who. So, <clears> you know, how are you supposed to compete with that? How could you possibly compete with Doctor Who? I mean, it's right. just over. It's like, they were, it was a slow build. Marvel, Marvel, they took from Netflix. Doctor yeah. used to be on Netflix, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then Star Wars, Lucasfilm. And finally, they built up to the pinnacle. The juggernaut. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. All right. Well, no accounting for taste, but um, I appreciate the discussion about adaptability. And Masha, I hope you enter your day with a more agile mindset, I guess. And Dennis, I have to really commend you i appreciate you coming up with an interesting quote so thank you thank I you so with much that idea. i might try it again <laughs> yeah yeah don't yeah i i would i would recommend it and on that cherry note have a great evening